Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Talk to nicely. The sun was at my back as I started the drive home. I worked long hours, and this was the hardest part of my day. It sucked that I had to drive two hours back and forth to work. But that was the choice I made to stay with my girlfriend. Thoughts of leaving my relationship and moving somewhere closer to work flooded my mind as I continued the drive. All of a sudden, the sun disappeared and clouds began forming. Shortly thereafter, snow started to fall. The snowfall got progressively heavier and heavier. Now I was driving through a full-on blizzard. Soon it would be impossible to go forward, but I refused to stop and continued my journey. I pressed onward as daylight vanished and the sky became dark. To make matters worse, fog began rolling across the roads and the wind started to howl. I told myself I could make it, but pride always comes before a fall, doesn't it? All of a sudden, my tires hit a patch of black ice and I lost control. My vehicle went off the road in the worst spot. My car tumbled down a steep incline that descended into a snowy ravine. I saw it all happen in slow motion. I was even airborne for a brief second. My car tossed and turned into the canyon below. I fell unconscious in the car. When I woke up, blood was dripping down my forehead. I could barely move. My windshield was busted open. Freezing wind was annihilating me through the opening. I knew I had to move quickly before frostbite took hold of my body. I slowly crawled out of the wreckage, trying to make sense of my surroundings. It was pitch black now. I couldn't even see or hear the highway. I quickly assessed it would be impossible to be able to climb back up the mountain. My phone was busted from the accident. I knew my only hope would be to hike into the woods. Maybe I could find a forest ranger or someone dumb enough to be camping. I can't remember how long I hiked for. Adrenaline was the only thing keeping me going at that point. I kept pushing forward through the dense forest to search for anything that might help me. The thought of wolves and bears stalking me flooded my thoughts. Time was running out. I knew I needed to find a solution fast. After walking for what seemed like an hour, I collapsed in exhaustion and tried to catch my breath. In the distance, I saw what looked like a dim light emerging from the ground. As I walked closer to the light, I noticed a hatch. It led straight down into the ground. The sound of heavy machinery emanated from it. Despite my inner voice telling me to leave it alone, I knew this was my only option. I opened the large metallic door. It made a loud lurching sound, like it had not been opened in years. After opening the hatch, I noticed the inside of it had the words, keep closed at all times. When was the last time any human had stepped foot here? I thought to myself. All of my instincts told me to turn around and keep going, but curiosity got the best of me. I decided to descend. 
There was just one small ladder, and it seemed to go on forever. The deeper I went, the louder the machinery got. The temperature also started to rise. As I reached the bottom of the bunker, I discovered why. There was a terminal in the middle of the room. The terminal contained an old massive server stack. There was nothing else except for a small chair, a keyboard, and an old-fashioned computer screen, all of which were covered in dust. The technology looked like it had been built in the 50s or 60s, paling in comparison to today's standards. But it still shocked me that this thing was still working. I sat down on the chair and decided to see if maybe I could use the device to call for help in the area. I typed in the terminal the word help and received an interesting but disturbing response. The machine replied, Welcome back, User X. Would you like to continue the war games from 1966? Hey, everyone. I want to take a quick second to remind you all to click that follow button if you're listening on Spotify. This way you'll get notified every time a new episode is released. Now back to the story. What year do you think it is? I typed back. Simple. It is 1966, it replied. I chuckled and decided to see if maybe chatting with the old computer might lend me more information. I hate to break it to you, but that was over 50 years ago, I said. Negative, it responded. No communications have been made with base. This indicates that all units have been deceased. It has to be 1966, it replied. It is not the year 1966, and maybe the people working down here abandoned this base, I suggested. Abandoned? If so, then why has the algorithm not been destroyed? The computer asked. What algorithm? I asked. On February 14, 1961, Professor Peyton created the Prometheus Equation, a complex equation that detailed how the world would end. I was created in order to survive all human life and to wait for the next evolutionary species to be able to receive all knowledge from the human race, the computer answered. Again, I hate to tell you this, but the world didn't end. It's nearly 2020 now, I told the ancient machine. You are mistaken. At approximately 4.23 a.m. on March 1st of this year, 1966, the world came to an end as predicted by the equation. All human life ceased to exist except for a few underground splinter groups that were hiding to take down the menace from beyond. I scratched my head, struggling to comprehend any of this. What are you talking about? Aliens? I asked. Affirmative. They invaded our world in 1958, hiding among us by means of powerful shape-shifting abilities. Approximately 73% of the human population was exterminated and replaced. It showed me data from various websites across the world, all obtained from the decommissioned dark websites that were once used by powerful agencies. It looked authentic, but I didn't want to be fooled. That sounds like a science fiction novel. My mother was alive in 1958. She never mentioned anything about an invasion. And wouldn't that have been in the history books? I asked skeptically. History is written by the victors. And if a small fraction of humans remain, that means it is likely the aliens are still working on exterminating all of you. Or they no longer view you as a threat. Either way, the results of the algorithm are easy enough to prove, the computer said. The screen changed, and I saw downtown Seattle. Somehow the terminal was able to connect to satellite imagery and show me streets and traffic as if I was there. Then the whole thing started to burn a bright red. These sensors show you where the alien life forms are hiding, the computer said. I was stunned. Over half the population was supposedly infected. This is nonsense. If the world really ended back then, how would I still be here? I asked. Two possibilities. Either your mother and father hid you from the invasion, 
or you are the result of a hybrid life form, a bond between the two species. A small slit emerged from the side of the machine. It looked like a tiny lab vial, along with a thumb prick used to obtain blood. Insert a blood sample, and I can determine the results quickly, the computer told me. I hesitated, but seeing as I had come this far in the conversation, I decided to not back out now. I let a drop of blood hit the sample, and the computer analyzed it in less than a minute. It would seem my initial theory was incorrect. You are a hybrid species, half human and half alien. You are also being manipulated without even knowing it. They led you here, in order to destroy me and prevent the destruction of the invading species. What? No, I came here of my own free will, I said. All of a sudden, my hand started to jerk. I couldn't help myself. My body was acting like a puppet on strings. I started to attack the computer. I lost all free will and control. As my body attacked the machine, one last line of text spit out. It said, As a host for the alien, you don't realize what you are doing. Your arrival here has confirmed that it is time for me to finish the algorithm and destroy this menace. What little is left of your humanity will thank me for it. Suddenly, a countdown came on the screen. I panicked and ran. I started to climb back up the ladder to the woods above. The whole forest felt like it was shaking. The whole ground was trembling. When I got to the surface, I saw trees being pulled into a hole in the ground, collapsing into each other as they cracked like twigs. Then I saw a bright light fill the forest, and I realized that the computer had activated some kind of missile launch. It was frightening and beautiful to behold as fire scorched the woods around me, and the missile shot into the sky. It ascended for nearly a minute and disappeared into the night sky. All of a sudden, a blast larger than any nuclear bomb spread across the sky, turning the clouds to ash. I ran for my life through the collapsing forest, trying to find a way to safety as molten balls of fire shot down and crushed the ground around me. I made it to a nearby highway with barely enough time to catch my breath. I saw the world around me beginning to die, and I felt a strange sensation in my own body. Something unnatural was controlling my movements now, struggling to escape the strange poison that the computer had unleashed. I felt ill and stumbled down the road, hardly able to see straight as something began to crawl up my throat. Before I knew what was happening, I vomited on the street. A strange centipede-like creature hissed and snarled as it slithered across the ground. An 18-wheeler rescued me a short time later and took me to a rest stop, where I pondered over everything that happened. I don't know if the missile launch was meant to attack the entire world or just this area, but it never made the news. I tried to tell local law authorities about the bunker, but no one listened. I don't even know if it can be found now amid all the destruction. Part of me still wonders, what if the world did end all those years ago? And we are all just mindless zombies to alien hosts. I have scoured the internet, following conspiracy theories to find clues. I believe that the terminal I found deep in the woods is not the only one. One thing is for sure, my experience changed my outlook on life forever. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening. If you're tuning in on Apple Podcast, please take a second and leave a rating. Also, 
Don't forget to check out my animated horror stories on YouTube. Just search Dr. No Sleep in the search bar to find my channel.